Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, it was about 12 years ago I was diagnosed with breast cancer and it absolutely knocked me for six and sent me on this whole crazy journey, a kind of really scary journey of cancer path with surgeries and chemotherapy and radiation and pain and sickness. And it was a pretty tough time. And and again, it came totally out of the blue. I There's no history of breast cancer in my family, so it absolutely knocked me for six. But what I found during that whole 12 months of, of treatment and surgeries and chemotherapy and all of that was it was really interesting that the majority of people who reached out to me to show me support all said a very common thing to me. And that was, stay positive. You just need to stay positive. (laughs) And I had a girlfriend whose mom, she was diagnosed with breast cancer around the same time as well. And I remember one day we were chatting, kind of comparing cancer notes, which I realize is really a bit strange, (laughs) but we were both going through it. And she said the similar thing. She goes, it's actually really annoying me that people keep telling me to stay positive. And she's like, Uh, like that's the last thing I need to hear right now and it was probably something that I had never really thought about before but it's something that we do have a habit of saying to each other is just to stay positive no matter what we're going through and it was recently that my mindfulness guru Charlotta said to me for the first time she used the term toxic positivity which I had never heard before but I found it really interesting that that's a thing. I'm like, we hear positive mantras and quotes all the time. So how can positivity be toxic? But what I love is today, we're going to pull that apart a little bit. I have a really special, fabulous and very soulful sister, Effie Assalter, our special guest on Hey Soul Sister today. And we're going to have a little bit of a chat about that. Now, what I love about Effie is she's a mindset and manifestation coach. She's an NLP practitioner. She's the host of her own amazing podcast, the Manifest Edit Podcast. And her mission is to empower and teach ambitious women how to stop playing small, confidently manifest their desires and live an extraordinary life. And what I love is that Effia highlights the strategy, science and and spirituality behind manifestation in order to provide actionable advice from a grounded, no BS perspective. So Effia, welcome to Hey Soul Sister podcast. So great to have you on here. I cannot wait to hear about your journey and also your life learnings and your take on this whole new term, what's new for me, toxic positivity. Welcome. Yeah, Thank you so much for having me. Really glad to be here. And I know we're going to have such a juicy conversation. How's it going down there at the moment with you guys? You're still still in lockdown? No. So I think it's been three weeks or something now that we've been out of lockdown. And yeah, definitely feels pretty sweet to have things to do. So (laughs) I've been enjoying that, maybe overwhelming myself with going all in at the things to do, being everywhere all at once. But it's been been a good few weeks. Hey, have you found with clients that you help, that you support or that you coach, Have many of them struggled through the lockdown this time? Yeah, definitely. So a lot of my clients are actually based overseas. So only a couple of my clients are Australian, but definitely I think the past one has really hit the hardest because after every one, you think that that's going to be it. And then there's another one. It's just like, I don't know how long we can stay in the cycle for. So yeah, it's definitely been a bit of a heavier time. 
and just, you know, leaning into kind of what we're talking about today is giving them the space to honor those emotions that are coming up around this time and not just saying like, well, some people have it worse, get over it, but actually allowing space for how you truly feel. Yeah, absolutely. You have a really interesting story. Can you share a little bit about how you started from a very young age on this whole journey towards supporting people, coaching people around mindset and manifestation? For me, I think the role that mentors play in our life is truly life-changing. And this is something that I came to realize. So I grew up in and out of the care system. I was in foster care until I was age three. I was adopted at age three. And then when I got older, actually, when I turned 14, my mom actually passed away. And at this stage, my sister, my brother and I were orphaned. And we moved in with a family friend because we didn't have any other families to look after us. And then throughout that entire time growing up between that family friend or teachers at school or university lecturers, I really had that support to reach for my dreams that, you know, the statistics around care leavers and especially young black people or even women, you know, the statistics around that are not good. And actually was told it's more likely to end up in jail than end up in university. And I think if you don't have those support systems behind you, then it is easy just to end up being a statistic and you have to do a lot of really hard work to not only believe that it's possible for you to have the same opportunities as everyone else, but that you can go beyond those opportunities that are available to everyone else in order to manifest your desires. And something that I was actually just talking about on my stories a couple of days ago, because you know how you get those Facebook memories, it's like five years ago you were doing this. And I had one of those reminders, and it was five years ago, I had been asked by my university to go and speak at a care home. So this was a place where people who were kind of too old to be adopted, but not old enough to be fully out in the world by themselves, where they would live. And I'd been asked to go and speak at this group home because there wasn't many carely visit university and they wanted me to be that example to go and speak to these kids. So I went along and there was meant to be around 20 people there. And there was one person that showed up and that one person that showed up had said, well, no one believes in us. We're not going to get the funding. You know, university is not something that's on the card for us. So that's, that's why no one showed up because they didn't think there was any point. This was echoed by the people who worked at the care home. And I just went home and cried because it just felt so unfair that, you know, that could have been the situation I had been in if I hadn't had the mentorship, if I hadn't had the support. So it is very important to me, not just that I am empowering women to manifest their extraordinary lives because it is so deeply personal to me, but that I am using the tools I have, the resources that I have to support those people who may not have means otherwise to do themselves. Want to fill your soul with more? Go to thesisterco.com. So you just mentioned something around tools and resources. How did you develop those? Is that just things you kind of learn on your journey or did you actually go out and do courses and actually learn about that? Because I'm really curious around the mentoring. Yeah, so I actually grew up Buddhist from the age of 10 onwards. And although Buddhism is a bit different from spirituality, it was kind of my introduction into that world per se and then when I was 20 I kind of went on this journey that was more spiritual based into personal development spirituality manifestation universal laws all down the wormhole and it was something that really completely changed my worldview because I was at a position where I had I was on the verge of finishing my first degree and all of those things that come up when you're leaving the care system is that you're no longer going to have that support you're not going to have those people kind of in your corner And this was something that was really weighing heavily on my mind so that I actually ended up going back to university to do my master's. And during this time, it was one of the most challenging periods of my life because I felt like 
I had gone out of there out of a place of fear of not knowing what to do next rather than out of a joy for wanting to study something. So this really led me down. I would say maybe this is the beginning of my manifestation journey because I was so deeply miserable and happy and frustrated and hearing that there could actually be a better way and that I did have the power to change my own future really gave me that second chance at life. So, you know, so many parts of my journey is from things I've experienced myself, but also from friends who I've witnessed going through similar through people who have later gone on to be my clients. So my learning is, yes, a large part of it is through my personal experiences, through books, but also through courses and mentorships and certifications that I've taken as well. So I think a blend of both is a really good place to, to go from. I, I just need to say this, right? I was just listening to you talking and sharing that info about yourself. And I'm like, I need to get you out to Newcastle. Like, So I ran a domestic violence charity in Newcastle that I uh, started about six years ago. And so every day women come to Got You Back Sister and I hear stories every day of hardship, trauma, women who through their experiences with domestic abuse, whether it's been from a young child or their life or even as an adult later on, it has really absolutely knocked them, knocked their confidence, their sense of worth. And I see many, many women really sadly that don't have the support networks or don't have those people to actually give the advice, the encouragement and the tools. And we try to, we try to do that at Got Your Back Sister. But it's interesting, one of the things that we're looking at right now is mentoring because we're like, how can we provide that extra support, which, you know, we're looking at mentoring because that's what people need. Now, just hearing you talk about that and hearing your experience, I, I was kind of just validated going, you know, that's that, that seems like a, a good way to go. And I feel as though we need to get you up here, you know, and it's, as you were saying, it's so wonderful to have an understanding that you have someone in your corner that's there advocating for you. It truly makes like the world of difference. And I think almost you don't realize that until you encounter the people who haven't had that. And then you realize just how much support you've truly had. Absolutely. And the good thing is, you know, when you go on that journey of personal development spirituality soulfulness like that's such a game changer but unfortunately I I mean I'd love your take on this but my my take on it is that sometimes unfortunately it's you don't start that journey until you've been down you know you've actually had something you've you've faced really hard challenges and hardships and it's kind of like almost seems like sometimes that's where you get to before you start to go on that whole journey of self-discovery yeah I've definitely noticed that in a lot of the people that I work with but what I always like to impress upon people is that you don't have to have the breakdown to have the breakthrough you can choose to have the breakthrough now yeah I love that want to save your soul review us on apple podcast so as I mentioned before when we were starting out on this episode of hey soul sister Toxic positivity is a term that I have come across, you know, in the last couple of years. And it's something that I hadn't really considered before. But my experience is that a lot of people, when they're going through a really crappy time, we get told that just be positive, just be positive. And it's almost as though if we're not being positive and upbeat, there's something wrong with us. Is that something that you have seen, you know, in clients or your experiences through life? Yes. And I think... 
you know, as with all things, most things start with good intentions and then somewhere along the way it's snowballed into something which is not necessarily positive, which is kind of ironic. And I think definitely in the communities where I work in and, you know, terms like high vibration and low vibration, what people tend, then tend to attach to those meanings is, okay, like positive thoughts, happy thoughts equals good thoughts equals high vibration, sad thoughts equal bad thoughts equal low vibration. So then what tends to happen is, you know, we all have negative thoughts or down days. And then when that happens, rather than just being like, mm, I'm feeling not so great today, it's like, I'm feeling not so great today. I'm lowering my vibration. How could I be lowering my vibration? And all the guilt and shame on top of that causes it to spiral into something so much bigger than just like, allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling and working through it. And I think there's a difference between feeling and emotion. And I, I don't personally, I don't even love to use the terms like positive emotions and negative emotions, but you know, for the sake of differentiation, if you're feeling those negative emotions that there's nothing bad about just allowing yourself to feel them. There's a difference between being victimized by those emotions that you're feeling and like, oh, everything is like going against me, everyone's against me and you're staying stuck in that state and not doing anything to change. And then you feel like the world's against you and you're not taking any responsibility to having some down times, to having some sad times. Like I'm someone who's experienced a lot of grief in my life. And to begin with, when I first began experiencing that grief, I didn't actually allow myself to process it properly. And one of the beliefs that I actually had when I was younger, and I'd seen this from a couple of people that I went to school with, their mom had passed away. And then they'd stopped going to school. Obviously they were grieving, but they began to fall behind in school as a result. So what I had associated with that with is when you grieve, you'll fall behind at school, your whole life will be ruined. And I just made it this like big situation in my head. So I remember like the day that we found out my mom passed away and it was around like one in the morning and then come 8am I was still going down to school didn't tell any of my friends and just like carried on like nothing had happened and you know I really stuffed down a lot of those feelings which then came out later you know in an explosive kind of way rather than just allowing myself that room and obviously I was a lot younger then but even now I'm like very aware of how I am addressing my emotions I'm very aware of also how I'm speaking about them to other people so someone once asked me before about how I deal with my ugly thoughts. And I'm like, I wouldn't even use that term. I wouldn't use those phrases to, to yeah. describe things about myself because, you know, that's just not conducive to me feeling good or to my success. So emotions themselves aren't good or bad. We are the ones who decide what we want to attribute to that emotion. So how can we recognize if someone is diminishing our emotional experience with toxic positivity? If it feels untrue for you, so if you say like, hey, I'm going for this thing and your friend just comes back with you with like, mm, you know, some people have it worse or yeah, you know, get over it and it's making you feel like bad about yourself, then that's something to look at. And also like look at it from a friend perspective as well. Like how would you want to be treated, you know, if you were going through, if you had a friend going through that situation, would you want someone to say that to them? Is that going to make them feel good? Is that going to make them feel like they can move through things? Or is it going to allow them to feel guilt and shame? So for me, two key hallmarks of toxic positivity is guilt and shame that comes with it because it's not actually being positive if you're lying to yourself. That's not actually positivity. That's still negative because you're lying to yourself about how you're truly feeling. So if you feel like you have to hide some part of yourself to be socially or spiritually accepted, then that's where I would have a lot of questions around that and why you're truly doing it. That's really interesting. I know a couple of people who 
use the whole high vibration, low vibration thing. And when I've been going through a, a, a difficult time, I've actually had someone say to me, oh, you're being really low vibration right now. You need to move yourself up the scale. Like there's something wrong with me. And it's interesting because you do go into this whole shame spiral thing. Yeah, I just, yeah. And that's another thing. I don't, I personally don't really agree with the emotional scale, which is like some, you know, there's a number attribute to certain emotions. And at the top is like love and gratitude. And then at the bottom is like fear and all that kind of thing. And I personally don't love attributing numbers or better or worse to specific emotions because at some time or other, these are all going to serve us. Like if you go through a breakup, you're not going to be like, quick, need to quickly move myself up the emotional scale. You're going to be like, well, actually I need to mourn this relationship Mm -hmm. for a little bit. I need to feel sad for a little bit and then move through at a rate that is feeling good for me, not just like pretending that I don't feel any sadness or pain. And there's also you know, a lot that we can learn from those times where if I do feel a spark of jealousy, why is that? If I do feel like that has made me feel a bit angry, what is that teaching me? And I think, you know, specifically women, that we are such incredible multifaceted human beings. And part of that is being able to feel a wide range of emotions and being able to feel so much is a, is a really a gift. You're right. This is juicy. <laughs> and it does make me think because I have been sucked into that whole the scale thing. I know that scale you're talking about. I can't remember what it's called, but there's like colors and numbers and it's like, you know, if it's like, I've said, oh, I'm feeling anxious about this. Oh, well, you need to move yourself up the scale because, you know, that's really bad that you're feeling anxious around that. Yeah. It's like assigning again, this good and bad when actually it just is. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. How do we shift our responses Or how do we support somebody who may be going through a bit of a tough time, um, but do it in a way that isn't that whole, isn't toxic or isn't using toxic positivity? A great way to do it is to ask that person how they want to be supported. It's like, well, do you want some advice from me right now? Would you like some suggestions? Would you like me just to hold space for you? Let me know and I'll be there for you in either one. And I definitely had in the past, you know, I I love to help people and I'm like, oh, I don't want to just like be advising my friends all the time is that's not necessarily what they need for me sometimes they just need to like speak what's on their heart and I don't want to be like oh well you should do this to move through it when they're not at that place yet or maybe they're you know they don't want me to be to that person that they go to so asking someone how they want to be supported and then supporting them in the way that they know works best for them rather than what you think is going to work best for that person as well so even with my clients I'll say you know, I'm here to show you certain resources, show you certain tools and help you go deeper inside of yourself. But if I'm saying something and it's not resonating with you, I don't want you to be like, well, if you knows best, if he's the one I have to go to, I want you to tap into your intuition. And if your intuition is saying, "Mm, this isn't totally sticking for me, then do something different. And I really encourage you to do that. That's definitely what I do in my coaching relationships as well is like 80% of it. I'm like, yep, this totally aligns with me. And then the 20% I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm probably not going to do that. So you need to have that kind of degree of discernment and yeah, let people decide what they want for their own lives and know that you're actually empowering your friends, your family members by letting them make those decisions as well. Yeah. Do you know what I did? An incidental counselling course a couple of years ago and they said something which I loved and that is obviously still remember and that's actually it's about walking beside people through life or when they're going through a difficult time or whatever that is. It's about walking beside them. It's not like dragging them. It's not pushing them. It's not telling them what to do. It's walking beside them and listening. And I love what you just said. It's about going, 
how, how best can I help you or support you? And I think if you do have someone who is maybe, you know, they are going through something maybe a bit heavier, or it's not just a bad day, that it's a bad few weeks or even a bad few months and asking them that question, then they might not feel assertive enough to say, this is how you can help me. Give them a couple of options. Like, would you like me to do this, this or this? And then let them come back to you rather than being like, well, I would really love for her to give me some advice, but I'm scared to ask. So put out a few options and then see which one they want to come back to you with. It's really interesting, isn't it? Like as humans, quite often we're brought up to suppress our emotions. And especially boys don't cry, don't, you know, it's like they can't be soft or or gentle and emotions are perceived that way, aren't they? Do you find uh, that you have many male clients that experience that? So I haven't actually worked with any male clients in the past, but I have in um, talks I've held had some men there. And I think there's definitely a lot of stigma around men expressing their emotions, even bringing up anything around mental health. And obviously it's great to have days like, are you okay and stuff outside of those days? Like what are we doing to create spaces where people actually feel safe to share what's on their heart, regardless of gender. And I think, yeah, it is really, you know, the patriarchal concepts that we have around what emotions are good or manly or strong to share are actually toxic in and of themselves. So it's interesting on social media. I see this a lot. It's like the the saying or the mantra, good vibes only. So what do you think <laughs> would be a better mantra than good vibes only? All the vibes always. <laughs> All the vibes always. Um, yeah, when people come to me and they talk about high vibe, because I actually have a framework for manifestation that's called the vibes framework. And I'm like, to me, being high vibration is not about being happy, but it's about living in alignment with what's true for you. So if, you know, experiencing this emotion is true for you right now, that is being high vibration because you're honoring yourself through it all. Like I can, I openly share with people, like, especially um, at the beginning of this year, you know, it was a very difficult time for me and what was going on. We were in and out of, I don't even know what lockdown we were at at that point. And I was like, yeah, this is actually a really difficult time for me, coinciding with like one of the best financial months I've ever had. So feeling those and in inverted commas, lower emotions doesn't stop you from getting what you want. You need to know that there's the duality and that you can hold both of them and you are still a strong, powerful human being no matter what you're experiencing. And I think it's really important to be able to visit all of our emotions, just not to like live in one forever. Want to fill your soul with more? Go to thesisterco.com. So I was reading your blog or one of your blog articles and I love how you say something one of them and you were talking about happiness and you were saying you know that we get told to chase happiness and to manifest happiness but actually you're going it should actually be about manifesting fulfillment and not to buy into that whole pressure of chasing happiness is that something that you would find like generally like with the people that you coach and is that we that we always seem to be chasing happiness and and there's a better way yeah for a lot of people there is definitely that chasing chasing happy and often it's an ideal that may not necessarily exist it's like okay can you point to a time in your past where you're happy all the time every single day every single moment well not really so you're chasing after something that you've never actually experienced so don't know if it is possible to experience so yeah i absolutely wholeheartedly believe that instead of trying to manifest happiness we should be manifesting the things that fulfill us and in manifesting things that fulfill us we know that there are going to be 
inevitable challenges or opportunities for growth that come with those but that's part of the journey and we know that it doesn't mean anything about us as a person and so what fulfills you my friend showing up and doing things like this speaking on a large large platforms you know coaching my clients gives me so much joy experiencing travel play the beauty of the world like I think it's really important to identify what your core values are and have like three or five core values and then ensure that the things that you're doing in your life are reflective of those values that are most important to you so a couple of mine are freedom and connection and I used to get a lot of those things from traveling which is obviously something that hasn't been on the cards for the past few years but I'm like well these values are still important to me regardless of whether we can travel or not so what other places can I get these values from and to you know, that's my responsibility to myself is living a life that's in integrity with my values. And I think that's all we can ever hope for. And that's what we should aspire to is creating a life that's in integrity with our values, as opposed to what someone else's ideal of success or happiness or fulfillment looks like, because then the goalposts will always be moved. And you always have that feeling in the back of your mind saying something's off, but I can't quite place my finger on it. Whereas when you are striving for the things that light your soul up, then you know, you were always leading your own way. And I think there's something really beautiful about that. Absolutely. So my friend, what have you learned about yourself on this crazy journey, this whole crazy life journey? So many things. I think one of the things is like, what good company I am for myself. And when I first moved out here to Australia from Scotland was five, maybe five and a half years ago. And at the time I was meant to come on this trip with a friend. And then three weeks before we were due to move, my friend was like, yeah, I'm not coming anymore. You should probably go alone. I was distraught. I was like, how can I go alone? It's such a big move to do by myself. So the travel wasn't even on my radar. I decided to do it by myself anyway. And it was one of the most profound experiences I've ever had and it actually led me to continue solo traveling I think I've traveled to 10 countries solo now and I love my own company like I think I'm such you know such great company I can have conversations with myself I can have really honest conversations with myself which was something that I didn't used to do and I can really look at myself through the lens of compassion no matter what emotion I'm experiencing or even if I do something that's like oh maybe you shouldn't have spoken to that person in that way or maybe that's something that I would do differently given the opportunity moving forward and I can have those moments with myself and and look at myself with compassion so when it comes to manifestation for me three of the biggest things are radical responsibility like knowing that you have the power and it's not on anyone else we are the ones that have the power to change things even though we may not specifically be the reason why things are a certain way we are the ones that have the ownership of what we want to do next looking at ourselves through the lens of self-compassion as well and knowing that you know we all have a range of experiences and a range of emotions sometimes we're going to wish it was something different but that's just the way that life plays out and being compassionate to ourselves in the journey and i think just really honoring all the seasons of life some of them are going to be more fulfilling seasons are going to be like seasons of growth and then like the plants you know some of those seasons are going to be those kind of hibernation seasons so i think learning about what my seasons are how i work best what fulfills me what doesn't fulfill me also the power of boundaries wow power of boundaries that lesson alone will completely change your world so i think yeah there's been a lot of lessons and i'm continuing to learn new things every single day 
Beautiful. So, Effie, how can people find out about you and your business and, and how can they work with you? So you can come hang out over on Instagram. I'm at Effie underscore. Come check out the podcast, the Manifest Edit podcast. And also every quarter I want free virtual manifestation retreats. So like free five-day retreats that I do. And you can check them out by heading to EffieSelter.com forward slash freebie. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, soul sister. You're a gorgeous, inspirational woman and love the work you do in the world. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon. What would help you on your crazy life journey? Email melissa at thesistercode.com.